0: welcome to the live clearly podcast in this podcast we focus on wealth strategies that help you build your financial potential and live a healthy extraordinary life we discuss the power of living with clarity pursuing possibilities and creating a clear financial roadmap now onto the show with your
1: live clearly enthusiast rebecca noven cannon hello and welcome to live clearly with rebecca noven cannon today we're going to be doing something pretty interesting. This is her second podcast. The first one, if you have not heard it, is her inaugural podcast. That's where I ask her a bunch of different questions about her business and then a bunch of personal questions as well so you can get to know her. Today we're going to be talking about the process that she takes someone through when they walk in the door and engage her in a relationship. So kind of the discovery process, if you will. Good morning, Rebecca. How are you?
2: I am good. How are you? I'm doing well.
1: I'm, I'm excited to get into this today. And I know that we we talked a little bit about some of this in the inaugural podcast when we talked about your business. But before we get into the process, once somebody's coming in and sitting down with you, how do they even get there? I mean, how, how do you meet people to, to engage them in this conversation?
2: So I'd say that 99% of the time I'm meeting people through introductions. Okay. What that essentially looks like is that I am introduced by a current client and they'll send an email or make a phone call and say to their friend, hi, John, Mm -hmm. this is Becky, Becky meet John. You have to sit down, schedule some time with Becky and speak to her because it's well worth your financial peace of mind. The person being introduced to me, we'll we'll pick a separate time and, and we'll get together.
1: All right. And you go by Becky.
2: I go by Becky, I do.
1: All right. I, I introduced the podcast with Rebecca, but that is your professional name, and uh, you go by Becky. So I'm going to work on that, too, to, to start using that awesome. name. Awesome. Yeah, right. nobody,
2: my entire life, nobody called me Rebecca, but for some reason, legally, I've always used Rebecca.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. All right, Becky. So I agree that the the best way, and I've been working with advisors for many, many years as a coach and a consultant, and, and I will tell them anything you can do to foster relationships and grow them to the point where you are really just getting your new clients by referrals, because those are the best way to meet new people, because most likely if they're hanging out with your current clients, they're going to be very similar. And that's kind of your niche that those are the people that you really want to work with and you're most effective with. So once, yeah, once they have that conversation or you have that initial conversation, what does it look like? What, if I were to walk into your office, I've been a referral, I'm walking in for the first time. Tell me a little bit about that experience.
2: So, generally, the first meeting, we're going to have a high-level philosophical discussion. I want to know who the people are, what they do, what matters to them. I want to know what's most important in their life. I want them to tell me about themselves, their family, their background, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: both professionally, personally, what their goals are, what their goals long-term will be, what their beliefs around money are, what are their opinions on taxes, their opinions on how the market works, what their investment philosophy is, what their protection philosophy is. All right. I want to know all sorts of things about them. And specifically, after I get to know about them and who they are as a person, I want to know what system or process they're using to make financial decisions. Mm. For my clients, it's all about the process. All right. So I want to know, do they make financial decisions verified by facts and simulation of those facts? Or do they make financial decisions based upon opinions? And then secondly, who are they leaning on to make those decisions? Is it a CPA? Is it a stockbroker? Is it their brother-in-law or their neighbor? Mm -hmm. And what we find is that most people are making financial decisions one at a time, at different times. They make them independent of one another with different people Mm. and always under different circumstances, what this what this leads to, or what this methodology leads to, tends to be a collection of financial decisions that are completely disorganized, not coordinated, not integrated, and quite inefficient. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we call it junk drawer financial planning. Mm. So we want to make sure that when we're making financial decisions, we're keeping up with the changes in our personal lives and in the world around us, and that they're coordinated and integrated.
1: Yeah, it's... It- there's so much to unpack there. Do you mind if we spend a little bit of time kind of on, on that section we just talked about? Yeah, absolutely. Great. So I, for my own personal story, real quick, this last weekend I was introduced to an investment opportunity. Not not really. It wasn't an investment opportunity. My wife tricked me. She took me to go see an animal that I thought we were just going to go see because she wanted to see it. Uh, then I found out it actually needed a new home. It was uh, needed to be rehomed. <laughs> Becky, it was a pot-bellied pig. And as much as it was really cuddly, I guess, if you can say that about a potbelly pig, it, it was not something that I was really interested in at first. It adored me and laid right there next to me and oinked softly and, and, and it's cute and all. But that would have been a very emotional decision. My, my wife just fell in love. She just thought it was cute as can be but then I had to do my research. I'm, I'm one that loves to research and as cute as it was and funny to watch and, and so on and so forth. Then I did my research and then I was able to talk my wife out of wanting that pig. <laughs> they get over 200 pounds, Becky. I did not yeah, know well, that. So,
2: so how, can I ask just briefly, how, how did you talk her out of it?
1: Oh, I just—we talked to the lady that was rehoming the pig. Very nice woman, and took very good care of her. her Name's Mary. The pig, not the not the lady. The pig's name is Mary. Took very good care of Mary. Had all the stuff that would go with Mary. Talked about the who's everything, and I asked really pointed questions. I asked a lot about what you know the routine is. I want to make sure that not only would Mary be a good fit for us, but we would need to be a good fit for Mary. I think any animal deserves a good home, and so I was kind of on the fence about it. I just didn't know much about pigs. So then we came home and, and my wife knows me well enough. I'm going to do the research. And so then I started researching and, and Mary's a year old and those pigs can live about 20 years, which is really close to my retirement. That's a really big commitment, right? (laughs) So there's, there's one, two, the 200 pound thing. I was like, okay, that's, and we have a house that's three levels high. It's not getting up and down the stairs, you know, past about 60, 80 pounds. So there's that we want to be able to travel. Who's going to take care of the pig? Yeah. we're not going to be able to travel with the pig. Sorry. So all these different things, we just had to talk through what that looked like. And I know that that's a very small piece of a financial you know, decision, but I think what you are speaking to is exactly what you are trying to help your clients with is not to make those important decisions in that moment, that junk drawer financial advice that you're talking about one piece at a time, because an emotional decision can sway that so quickly. And be devastating, right? I, right now, I could have a pig behind me, um, you know, oinking and, and ruining this podcast. I, I have no idea. <laughs> but
2: well, it, I, no, no. But to, to your point, you, you took the pig and you put the pig on what I'd call your personal model. Yeah. And you said, how does the pig fit into our model? How does the pig fit in financially? How does it fit in emotionally? How is it going to yep. live in our home? What's it going to cost? Yeah, well, and for the next twenty it, years, you know, right?
1: Projecting. Yeah, you know,
2: inhibit our travel, etc. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You're able to put the pig on a model, so to speak, your, your own financial model and say, hey, this might not work for us.
1: Yeah, Yep.
2: Yeah. So, she- so to your point, yes, we, we need to model all of our financial decision making. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that we're using financial rules that will benefit us in the long run. Yeah. So, so if you play a game, let me ask you this. If sure. you play a game like chess or Monopoly, we need a, a board, don't we? Yeah, In order yeah, to see yeah. the lay of the land. Yeah, chess right? pieces don't chess work really well on carpet. A yeah,
1: yeah, that doesn't work. Right.
2: Well. Same thing for Monopoly. We have mm-hmm. no idea. I can't remember. You know which side Park Place is on versus some of the other properties. It gives us
1: our parameters, right? Exactly. Our boundaries.
2: So we also, though, when we're playing chess or Monopoly, we understand the rules of the game mm-hmm. and how the rules affect the outcome of the game. Don't we? Absolutely. So, our game of chess or game of Monopoly. We're not going to win that game without understanding the objective and the proper way to move in chess, for example, the pawns, the knights, and the bishops. Exactly.
1: All the pieces move differently.
2: Exactly. And the objective of moving those pieces differently. Our personal financial lives are no different. If we're not careful and play by the rules, Mm -hmm. as I like to call them, we may be taken advantage of. So often in individuals and institutions, they want our money. They want it systematically on an ongoing basis. They want to hold on to it for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And ultimately they want to return it back little by little or as little as possible back to us. Mm -hmm. If you can identify these characteristics in your own financial life, you may be better equipped to reduce your lifetime financial costs while also capitalizing on the opportunities out there for wealth creation and protection.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the perfect example is how quickly does it, Take to buy something online, and for them to refund your money, it's three weeks later. They take the money instantly, but coming back to you <laughs> takes a really long time. Just like you were talking That's about.
2: Right. Yeah. That's right. That's and, right. And we can think of so many examples mm-hmm. of how corporations, or even the government, or financial institutions, how they take our money on a systematic basis, they hold on to it for as long as possible, and they give back as little as possible. Yeah, but we can talk about that for hours. Oh yeah. Cell phone contracts and, and, and the <laughs> like and and things like new technology, planned obsolescence, technological change, which I said, new technology, mm-hmm. uh, fashion for women, new fashion, constantly evolving, want a bigger, better model of an automobile. Exactly. So, so all these things are constantly taking our attention away from, hey, you know, do I really want to do that with our mon- my money? Is at the most opportune place to put it? So, so we have to take a holistic approach to our financial lives. When working with me and my team, people's personal economy must be plugged into the model or the game board mm-hmm. that allows us to see the lay of the land, no different than the chessboard. How each aspect of one's financial life interacts with each other aspect is of utmost importance. Mm-hmm. And we can't really make a you know, observation of how well we're doing financially until we take the step and we put our financial lives onto a model. So, we yeah. have to look at how our forms of protection, how our forms of assets, cash flow, liabilities, et cetera, integrate with one another on the game board. Absolutely. And, and sadly, I find that most people, although they, they're keeping QuickBooks and a balance sheet and they have financial statements, they've never put their personal economy on a model like the one we use. Mm-hmm. a model can show you in black and white how each area of your financial life interacts. And it's, it's essential.
1: Got it. So how do you get people to open up like that?
2: Well, well, often through that introduction, if it's a strong introduction, mm-hmm. people are inclined to talk to me because of the strong introduction I'll get. And and I always tell individuals, my objective is to, to help them figure out process A and B to make them raving fans of mine. Because I know I can show value in their yeah. lives, but you're right, some people are more guarded with their information. So, mm-hmm. one of the things I do do, uh, we, we provide clients with a list of documents when we're getting ready to do discovery that we want to gather, but we also provide them with a non disclosure, an NDA where Mm. I execute right on the spot and I give it to clients so that they know that whoever introduced them or anyone else out there in the universe, I'm never going to share their financial information.
1: That's important. Absolutely.
2: Yes. Yes. So, so without their express consent, you know, they may ask me to talk to their CPA. Then I have their consent to have a conversation about how they're taking their losses or gains, et cetera, or or tax loss harvesting. Mm -hmm. But without their consent, I will never share their information or, or discuss their personal facts with anyone. Yeah. And from there, we put out documents that we need to get back from our clientele. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do a full-blown analysis of all these documents. So, the documents that we gather, some examples are property and casualty policies. We want both their personal and their business liability protection. We want to see if they have excess liability protection. We want to see all their protection documents, such as disability insurance, any group benefits through their employer, mm-hmm. or if they are an employer, what they offer. We want to see life insurance contracts. We want to look at wills. We want to look at trusts, power of attorneys, advanced directives. We want to see retirement statements, summary plan descriptions that speak to their profit sharing plan, mm-hmm. if, again, their business owners, any and all debt statements that they may have. We want to see all brokerage account statements. Savings account statements, tax returns, minimum of two years, both business and personal, and business agreements. I want to see what the membership agreements or partnership agreements talk to, speak to, make sure that all of that planning is also being addressed in their personal lives as well as business lives.
1: Yeah. So, and, so what and, do you do when you get these documents? Once once they've completed this task, which I, I'm assuming takes a little while for everybody to gather all this stuff, right? I mean, it. I don't have yeah. all those documents in one place in my house, so it takes it'll take me a little while.
2: Right. Right. And that, but that's the thing. So, so to your point, it, and it, it depends. Oftentimes, people are very quick to get them together. Oh, Other times, people take a little bit longer. Yeah. And I, I recognize that not everybody is as. Um, motivated, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? As everyone else. But the idea that we're getting everything organized and together to be put in one center place, right? Mm-hmm. Which we create a website then for everyone is a testament to, hey, they're interested in doing this. We'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. If we don't have it in two weeks, we tend to set up appointments in the beginning every two weeks until we're through discovery and strategy. We'll give them some, some leeway. Because, again, I realize it's not as comfortable for everyone. Yeah. Uh, some people have no problem, no, no aversion to it. Other people do have an aversion to it. But what we do is we plow through each and every one of these documents. Yeah. And we analyze them and we ask further questions. Uh, it, they allow me to dig deeper. So I'll find information on tax returns that leads me to other questions. Say, hey, you didn't tell me about this. Why do I see this here? And I think that, that that's where my my, uh, legal training, my law school background really comes into Mm -hmm. play. It's I'm I'm putting all the pieces together and I'm building a picture to put on your game board. And it's kind of like when you go to the physician and you go for a checkup, a full checkup, hopefully your physician is not just going to look at you from 10 feet away and not listen to your heartbeat and just say, okay, you're healthy. You're great. I see you. you you're walking. Fine. You're moving. Yeah. Your skin color looks good. You're good. Yeah. Hopefully, he's going to actually draw blood. He'll test your urine. He'll listen to your heart. He'll discuss your nutrition. He'll look in your ears, test your blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Same idea. Yeah. So th- there's no way to fully assess someone's financial health without getting them totally financially undressed.
1: Yeah. And, and f- funny you say that because that can make people uncomfortable. But the beauty is, like you said, most of these folks are going to be referrals. And so they already know somebody you're working with. So that that should put them at ease. But as you were talking about this and you were talking about all those documents, what I really saw in my mind was a puzzle. Right? If you have all those pieces, then the picture comes into focus. If you're missing pieces and they're not giving everything you need, you don't have the full picture, right? The puzzle's not complete. So once you collect all that and and they have given you everything and you do have that beginning picture of that puzzle, if you will, or you've got a full game board ready to go, now what do you do with it? so
2: So before you know, you just brought up a great point before I answer that question, sure. I will say that oftentimes, especially with business owners, we will go through this process and they won't have certain documents mm-hmm. or certain things will be overlooked. As a result, we're bringing that to their attention. Hey, did you know that you should have this document or that this document should provide for A, B, and C mm-hmm. and it doesn't speak to it? Got it. So, so it's interesting how, yes, we find all these pieces of the puzzle. Sometimes there are missing pieces no big deal. We just fill in the missing pieces, right? Absolutely. We can craft those missing pieces by sending them to the right experts to get those missing pieces drafted and put into their puzzle so that their puzzle is contiguous.
1: Yeah. And, and a lot of people, it's really just, you don't know what you don't know. And so they may not know that they're missing this until you bring it to their attention. And I mean, that's the beginning of the great service, in, in my opinion.
2: Precisely. That, that, that's exactly, you said it, Perfectly well. All right. That's exactly the case. So once we do collect all this information, let's assume that they have all the pieces of the puzzle, Mm -hmm. but they just haven't been lined up properly and put back together like a puzzle is. What tends to happen is I've gotten to know the client a little bit better through all these discovery and and through all this discovery and all these questions. Mm -hmm. I then place their assets, like I said, onto our model slash game board. Yeah. And our objective again is to provide a single organized view of someone's entire financial life, both personally and then their business. And from there, what we do is we learn about each of the individuals together. The client, with my help, learns about each of their various financial products and documents, we measure their financial decisions. We increase their control over their finances, right? In this organized mm. way.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. We
2: reduce errors and emissions associated with this junk drawer planning to what we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. We reduce the unintentional transfer of wealth associated with not using or, or not playing by the rules of the game, mm-hmm. right? If you're not playing chess by the rules of the game, you're missing out. You're going to lose the game every time. Absolutely. And we improve the overall financial position without any additional outlay. And And... The rules that we want to ascribe to are that we want to build additional wealth over time. We want to increase protection against our wealth eroding factors, mm-hmm. which we can talk about during a different podcast. Absolutely. We, we better protect their assets against decline in market value. We help their assets provide a greater income. We reduce income taxes during accumulation, retirement, and, and the conservation phases. We reduce the amount of capital that's actually necessary for retirement when we're optimizing everything and we we certainly reduce the risk of running out of money everyone's biggest fear during retirement.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So so and lastly of course if if someone is interested in conserving and transferring wealth we look at that as well. Yeah. So so you know all these things come through strategy meetings it's not just by putting everything on the model and oh we have this automatically we then have to go into strategy meetings but by placing everything on the model we are drawing the path to better wealth, better conservation, more spendability of our wealth. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, and I may have said something else was most importantly, but most importantly, it allows us to act as a macro manager. So we can sit on our client's side of the table and look at their assets alongside them, almost like a conductor of an orchestra. If we have different pieces of the orchestra all mixed up and not the, you know, the wind instruments aren't sitting together and the bass instruments are separated, right? The yeah, orchestra just, may not just becomes sound a loud well without a conductor and with everybody all hodgepodge.
1: Exactly. It'll just become a loud noise.
2: Exactly. So, so people have many different specialists in their lives, right? They have tax advisors, mm-hmm. they have real estate agents, they have bankers, perhaps property and casualty agents. They maybe have an attorney or a legal advisor. They have money managers, they have auto and home agents, business partners, et cetera, et cetera. But how many times have has each of these professionals in your life sat in a room with you and all the other advisors to discuss all of your different micro-financial decisions?
1: Yeah, that's a great point.
2: Right? How would those recommendations and attention to detail change if they all did? So that's what, essentially what we're doing. We're taking all the strategies that have been recommended by all our micromanagers. We're putting them together. We're making sure everything is working in a unified way. That's the first step in the process.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's a beautiful picture because it, it really does tie everybody in together as one team, gets everybody on the same page. And if if a client hasn't experienced that before, I, I, that's got to be incredibly powerful. And, and I would think that they would be incredibly appreciative, uh, you know, to, to be able to say, okay, now, finally, all these pieces are together and and they're all working. And I want to make it clear, you're not looking to replace any of those other other people. You're looking that's just to, to work with them alongside them for the betterment of your client. That's correct. Yeah, that's 100%. awesome. That's awesome. I love and, that. and
2: you're right. Most people say to me, well, why wouldn't I want to work with you? Like, I've never done this <laughs> and I want to see everything on the model. If they look at them, I'll show them a sample model when I meet them and they'll say, I, I want that. I want to do that. Take me through
1: that. That's awesome. Becky, we are getting close to the end of the podcast. I just wanted to see if there's any closing thoughts you might have.
2: Closing thoughts would be that people don't need to be fearful of the process. Mm -hmm. I think that many people will put their heads in the sand. To your point, hey, some people, it's hard for them to open up. There's nothing to be afraid of. And there's nothing to be ashamed of because – in life, you don't know what you don't know. And until you actually start to look at everything from a twenty two thousand foot view that's macro from a macro perspective that's coordinated and integrated, there is no way you could know. Yeah. And it's it's never too late.
1: And the thing is Those that there's there's no thoughts. there's no judgment, right? I mean that that's the no, thing. No,
2: absolutely no judgment. There's, there's no judgment. We, yeah, absolutely.
1: And and we've all done things. We've all been there, made mistakes, and you and I'll talk about this later, but my wife and I leased a minivan one time. Oh my goodness. That was the biggest mistake of our lives. We leased a (laughs) minivan. Why was it
2: the biggest mistake?
1: Uh, the, The payment per month was $660. And although we could quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, afford it at that moment, we really got caught up in the moment and it had three TVs, it had heated seats and it had the ability to swivel the chairs and have a table in the back. You know, we thought about all these great opportunities to use this van and we can put the table in there. The four of us can eat at the table in the van on the road. Okay, really? <laughs> you know how many times in three years are you gonna eat in your car <laughs> you know so right, right. unless you're driving you know so and it, it wouldn't work that way. So we got caught up in the moment. Um, but it is it embarrassing to me? Nah I made a mistake. I, I hope that my children learn from it. I hope that my friends learn from it uh, and and the beauty is if you've made mistakes, there's no embarrassment, there's no judgment. Becky, I know that you are just a soft, gentle hand and uh, and voice to that person that's coming in to meet with you. And I encourage anybody listening to this to please reach out to her because uh, she'll go through it line by line, item by item, help you just to to get your financial house in order and really just get on the right track for the future that you're looking for and the goals that you discuss with her. So yeah, I I think this is going to be fantastic. I hope people get tons out of these podcasts. Today was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. And thank you for listening to the live clearly podcast with Rebecca Noven Cannon. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below this way. When Becky comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. It also makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today for everyone at Noven Cannon financial. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Live Clearly podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Rebecca Novin Cannon is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities LLC PAS OSJ 52 Forest Avenue, Paramus, New Jersey 07652 201-843-7700 Securities Products and Advisory Services offered through PAS member FINRA SIPC financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America Guardian New York, New York PAS is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Novin Cannon Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Novin Cannon Financial Group. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Novin Cannon Financial Group, LLC, and opinions stated are their own. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. The Living Balance Sheet, LBS, and the LBS logo are service marks of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. Guardian, New York, New York. Copyright 2005 through 2019. Guardian 2019-78851.